0: Hook on the Six Nations. It looks to be yes, crumbling. And, uh, well, it's held at the back there, and the decision from Nigel Owens. Well, use it now, and Henshaw on the flat ball, up to within two meters. Ireland pouring in. Conor Murray goes for himself. they'll get it on the second move. Try, given. Nigel Owens had a look at it and immediately gave the try, and we mentioned him a moment ago, Conor Murray gets the try for Ireland. Welcome to the Six Nations podcast with me, George Hook. You can, of course, subscribe on iTunes, and by the way, do leave a comment or a rating, because it helps me to perhaps make a better programme for you. Well, the American golfing aficionados talk about Saturday as moving day. Well, the third week of the Six Nations Championship is moving day because it decides who's still in contention for the championship and who are no-hopers. Well, two are now no-hopers. Italy, as we expected, and France, as perhaps we didn't expect and the story of the week is about Ireland but perhaps not about our rugby team or our coach but rather our man in Italy Conor O'Shea and I'm going to be talking about that in a few minutes this has been an extraordinary weekend because remember come summer we have a Lions tour to talk about and issues of captaincy so there's a ton to talk about so for the next ten minutes or so in this podcast, hopefully uh, I'll get you thinking, or indeed throwing your shoe at the mo- at your uh, receiver. Now, point one, Ireland won. They beat France. I was bitterly disappointed. Disappointed, you say? Yes, disappointed in France. I did the French team that had done so well at Twickenham, the French team that had beaten Scotland in Paris, was not the French team we saw in Dublin. It was strangely. Uh, you know, supine almost. When they started, they started to to uh, play the ball wide. They also, I thought, the scrum half started brilliantly, uh, and Lopez and himself started taking control. And I thought they're going to give us a game. And then suddenly they slipped into their shell. Now, the pro Irish amongst you may well say, "Well, that's because Ireland started to play very well." Yes, of course we did. But also, France allowed us to play well. Really interesting in the first five minutes, and I think it's noticed by all our opponents. All our opponents know that we can be taken wide out. The Scots took us wide out. Don't forget uh, the errors made by Ireland defenders, which allowed Hogg score those tries. France looked at it slightly different. Remember how many times Camille Lopez actually kicked the ball to the wing because he knew that's where the space was. Now, that will not have been missed by the Welsh and English coaches. Both teams, interestingly, very strong on the wings – both teams, interestingly, very strong with attacking fullbacks. So, therefore, I think in the next two games, our opponents, with with people like North and Cuthbert and Neil and others, they are going to attack us at wide. Brown, for instance, from the back for England, eh, is going to be used a lot. But. I'm getting ahead of myself. What happened at the weekend? Well, Ireland did really well because they've got the best halfback combination in the championship. And I honestly think, and it seems harsh on Paddy Jackson, but with Paddy Jackson, we might not have won. I thought Sexton was magnificent. And inside him, um, Murray, and, and and I was on television when Murray uh, was just a kid and we talked about taking him to the World Cup, uh, even though at that point he hadn't even played for Ireland. Uh, Murray has fulfilled all his, his early promise. So we were brilliant at halfback. And what we also were brilliant at which has something to do with England when I talk about him later, with wonderful leadership. We had really strong, aggressive leadership from Johnny Saxton. And uh, if you knew Johnny Sexton's grandfather, you'd probably know Johnny Sexton because his grandfather, John Nestor, uh, was a golf international and was a really tough competitor. And the grandson is hewn off the same block as the grandfather. Murray inside is now an extraordinary threat to defences. By creating that threat, he allows more space for for, uh, Johnny Sexton. Unlike, for instance... Peter Stringer, and Ron Nogara. The defenders knew that Stringer's inability to break, or he rarely broke, meant they could concentrate on Nogara. Now, the plus side was, of course, Stringer's pass was so good that it gave O'Gara space. So there were pluses and minuses. But if we talk Murray-Saxton, we've got a fabulous halfback combination. So we won. All right, great. What did we not do? We did not get a bonus point when we should have done. France would dare, in my view, for the taking. But Joe Schmidt's teams tend not to be try scoring teams because Schmidt's coaching policy is based so much on not taking risk or not making an error that by definition, it becomes less of an attacking unit. The bonus point for the first time in 150 years, the Six Nations will, in my view, be decided on a bonus point. And if we go to Twickenham and actually beat England, it is conceivable, in my view, that we might not win the championship because we won't have enough bonus points because I don't think we'll score four tries against Wales. I don't think we'll score four tries against England. Therefore, uh, that is the downside, in my view, of what happened on Saturday. And what it's doing is it's turning Henshaw, particularly as a bash up the middle centre. And he is clearly a lot, lot better than that. So, uh, looking back, great performance. Uh, Carney's hurt. Uh, but the good news is that uh, Jared Payne may be back if Kearney is hurt. If that happens, that again is a positive. It gives us a new attacking uh, strength from the back, which we have lacked substantially and which we haven't seen since the South African tour. Kearney again, I thought, uh, it displayed some of the, the defensive fallibility that is uh, shown in the previous games. Overall, An outstanding performance by Ireland, a bad performance by France. Why are France so bad, I ask myself? And the reason is there aren't any Frenchmen playing rugby anymore. If you look at Toulon, Toulon or Toulouse maybe have two or three French players. So, therefore, to be fair to Guy Novès, he's facing precisely the same problem that the South African coach is facing In South Africa, they're all playing in Europe. In the case of France, they're just not playing at all because all the big sides are picking foreigners. Uh, And I think uh, uh, we are not going to see a great France again until they settle the issue uh, of the migrants. They could take a leaf out of Donald Trump's book and build a wall now it's uh, six nations podcast time with me george hug subscribe on itunes leave a comment to raising uh, so that we can make the remaining ones even better now now what about wales scotland wow scots again playing brave inventive imaginative rugby were super wales well i think they now look beatable The problem for Wales is that Gatland first and now Howley second as coaches have concentrated hugely on defence and, more importantly, on physical rather than skill. And what you're seeing is a Wales team really, and we saw them against, was was it Australia in the World Cup, um, where they had all that ball and they just couldn't score a try? Wales are a poorer version, in fact, of Ireland in their inability to score tries. So it could be a battle of attrition next week, uh, with one try being the deciding factor. But Wales on Saturday night must have looked at themselves and said... How the heck did this happen? Interestingly, Vern Cotter has got none of the plaudits that he deserves. And, and more importantly, Gregor Townsend at Glasgow, who are the spine of the Scottish team, for their extraordinary work in delivering a super Scottish side. And then Sunday, my old mate Connor O'Shea. Wow, Connor, uh, you've got to download the podcast because Connor, you were fabulous. Um, you went, you took a huge risk going to Italy. You brought your friends with you, Brendan Ventnor and Mike Cash, and you did what all coaches spend their lives trying to do, which is to create a game plan that wins and that's different. You did the different part and just didn't have the team to win. But by God, did you put the fear of God into Eddie Jones and England. And for 40 minutes, they were incapable uh, of working out uh, your plan of the rock, which was to put nobody into the rock. Therefore, if there's nobody in the rock, there's no offside. So therefore, your players effectively could stand wherever they liked. Now, fearsome criticism of uh, O'Shea and everybody forgetting, of course, Australia did that against us uh, and scored a try. Uh, Wasp did it against Toulon and it's been done tons of times before. But O'Shea did it brilliantly and he's inculcating uh, a superb uh, defensive structure in Italy and a huge morale, and good luck to him. And, Connor, if you're listening, to be abused by Eddie Jones and Matt Dawson, I would consider a badge of honour. I just wish they'd abuse me more, because then I'd be happy. Connor, you were the star of the weekend. And the other thing that has happened this weekend... Is England were rudderless. Captain By? The idiot had Hooker Hartley. Hartley, you're not going to go bankrupt overestimating Hartley's intellectual capability. The guy's dumb. All he can do is kick or punch people. And he's not a captain. So they had nobody on the pitch to work it out. The other star of the Lions, apparently, is Farrell. Farrell's another genius, if we're to believe the newspapers. Another eejit who couldn't work it out. Do you think for a minute... That Ireland, well you don't because you saw what Ireland did to Italy, but anyway, do you think for a minute, if Ireland were faced with that problem, that Best and Sexton wouldn't have worked it out. That there would have been leadership on the pitch and Ireland would have worked it out. Hartley's done, cooked, finished with the Lions. He won't be the captain, he'll be lucky to travel. And Farrell's performance now, in my view, leaves the way open for Sexton, as he deserves to be the Lions' starter. Why might that not happen? Because one Gatland, his whole uh, career, since he was sacked by Ireland, has been he's not a great fan of this country and its rugby team. So there's a real possibility. Remember Gatland is the coach who ended Brian O'Driscoll's career being dropped by the Lions. I'm not sure Gatlin would like to go on tour with Nash captain and Irish fly half. I'm not sure he'd like to go with English English ones either. So I'm not sure who the captain might be. Um, so let's wait and see. But what a weekend! If you liked rugby and you like the cut and thrust of it, it's going to be great stuff the next couple of weeks, culminating, of course, on the St Patrick's weekend. Will we win the championship? I think not. Why? We won't have enough bonus points. So, subscribe on iTunes to the Six Nations podcast with George Hook. Don't forget your comments.